Hello, welcome to the regular meeting of the Blacksburg Planning Commission. Um, these are held on the first Tuesday of every month at 6.30 p.m. in the Roger E. Hedgepath Chambers of the Blacksburg Municipal Building here at 300 South Main Street. Uh, citizens may address the Planning Commission during specified times on the agenda and are requested to adhere to the following. Please speak at the podium, state your name and address, direct comments only to the Commission, and please limit speaking time to a maximum of three minutes. Speak only once during the speci <clears throat> a specific public hearing or comment period. A wireless microphone is available for anyone requesting assistance. Please silence your cell phones, show respect for all speakers, and allow opinions to be expressed in a tolerant atmosphere. Shall I turn it over to the chair? Thank you. Apologize for my tardiness. No worries. Before we uh, now call the, uh, have a roll call. Call the meeting to order. Mr. Britt? Here. Mr. Ehrman? Here. Mr. Ford? Mr. Herbine? Here. Ms. Jones? Here. Mr. Kassoff? Present. Ms. Reinhardt? Ms. Walker? Here. And here we have a quorum. Fantastic. Great. First thing on the agenda tonight is our consent agenda. There's a single item, which is the approval of the Planning Commission uh, minutes from August 1st, 2023, and the action is to approve. Do we have a motion? I move Planning Commission approve the consent agenda as approved, as presented. Second. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Moving on to our public hearings for the evening. Our first public hearing is right of, uh, right of way 23, ROW 230001, which is a request to vacate approximately 20,439 square feet of town owned right of way adjacent to tax parcel 347-81 at 2600 Research Center Drive by Gretchen Merricks of Balzer & Associates, the applicant on behalf of Snyder Hunt Company, LLP, the owner. And we have a staff presentation. <clears throat> this is a request to vacate the Rimrock Drive right-of-way lo located off of Research Center Drive. The request was brought to the town by the applicant, Gretchen Merricks of Balzer & Associates, on behalf of Snyder Hunt, LLP. The right-of-way vacation request is in conjunction with a by-right building and parking lot expansion for Blue Ridge Cancer Care located at 2600 Research Center Drive. The right-of-way will be combined with the cancer care parcel and an adjacent parcel owned by Georgia Ann Snyder Falkenham. The size of the right-of-way is 0.47 acres and it is and it, it is a built street containing public and private utilities as well as a, a private sidewalk or a public sidewalk. Here is an aerial view of the right-of-way and surrounding parcels. And this is a closer view of the right-of-way and surrounding area. Uh, Blue Ridge Cancer Care is located uh, at the bottom of the screen here. The proposed expansion will add 6,000 square feet to the existing building. When finished, the parking lot will have a total of 160 parking spaces, 17 of which will be designated for Mind Me and Us Mont Montessori School. 
This is the proposed layout that was included in the site plan of the proposed expansion. The Planning Commission is asked to evaluate the application based on the, <clears throat> the alley and right-of-way vacation process. In the, administrative manual, in the administrative manual accompanying the comprehensive plan, particularly steps two through five contained in the evaluation criteria document attached to the staff report. Staff has provided the following findings to assist in the evaluation of the application. There are no transportation connections envisioned in the comprehensive plan for Rimrock Drive. It contains one sidewalk that begins at the end of the street and continues along Research Center Drive. There are no proposed routes for bicycle or pedestrian infrastructure for the right-of-way on the Past to the Future map. Both parcels with driveway access from the right-of-way will be incorporated in the proposed expansion. Mind Me and Us has frontage on the right-of-way, but does not object to the uh, vacation. Given the size, shape, and location of the right-of-way area, it is unlikely to be used as parkland or public open space. In discussion with the town attorney, staff have determined the value of the right-of-way by averaging the Montgomery County assessed land value of the adjoining parcels applied on a square foot footage basis, square foot basis used using deeded acreage information. The value of Rimrock Drive is roughly $226,000. The Rimrock Drive right-of-way contains existing public and private utilities. Town engineering staff have have provided comments with respect to water, sewer, stormwater, sidewalk, and other private utilities. There is an existing public water line in the right-of-way. The applicant has verified the water line depths and a variance request to lessen water line cover from four feet to 3.25 feet will be reviewed with the site plan. The existing sanitary sewer line in the right-of-way will be abandoned as the buildings it currently serves will be demolished. The existing public storm network that is currently located on Rimrock Drive will become private as it will continue to serve the private drive only once the vacation is approved. As previously stated, public sidewalk currently exists from the edge of the right-of-way to Research Center Drive. Staff recommends that, that the applicant dedicate a sidewalk easement for the existing portions of, of sidewalk serving Research Center Drive. Private utilities also exist within the right-of-way. Staff recommends a public utility easement or private easement be dedicated for the private utilities in the right-of-way. A site plan for the proposed expansion was submitted, on the, submitted to the town on July 12, 2023. A plat show, showing the vacated lot lines of the right-of-way must be approved before site plan approval. Additionally, the public hearing process must be completed before the approval of both documents. A neighborhood meeting was held on August 2nd to discuss the right-of-way vacation. 
No com community members were in attendance. Staff in the town attorney have recommended the following revised conditions upon approval of the right-of-way vacation. These conditions must be met on or before one year from town council's adoption of this ordinance. And that concludes my presentation. I'll be happy to answer any questions you may have. Any questions for staff? Hearing none, we'll hear from the applicant. I'm Dr. Merricks from Balzer and Associates. Um, there's also a few representatives from Snyder um, and Associates here as well. Do you have the PDF? You should. I just have a couple of things to touch on. So just briefly going through the conditions. Um, for number one, as far as the perimeter of public utility easement, that is not an issue. We've shown it on this drawing, and at work session, we discussed some of the encroachments um, along the rear property line, uh, like up against 460, there is a private domestic and fire lateral. So in talking with staff, we've just reduced the easement to five feet in that area to keep those laterals out of there. Um, that's how we address that encroachment. Uh, the other encroachment was a transformer, which is not an issue since it's a utility. Uh, the the public utility and private easements for the utilities and the right-of-way, there is power line in the right-of-way that's already in an easement. We're not aware of anything else. If anything's discovered, we'll convey an easement at that point during the site planning process. And for the sidewalk easement, it's hard to see on this drawing, but there is an existing sidewalk easement along Research Center Drive and an existing sidewalk that's contained in the right-of-way. So that's existing. If for any reason we need to dedicate more during site planning, we'll, we will do that, that's not a problem. I just wanna make everyone aware that there is an easement already. Um, and then the last, is this these things? Can you skip to the third sheet? <laughs> uh, this is an exhibit that was included with the memorandum of understanding. I don't believe this was sent out to you in the packet. So just in case you had any questions about anything in the MOU that was referencing this exhibit, I wanted to put that up there. So other than that, Happy to answer any questions. Questions for the applicant. Thank you. <laughs> Move on to public comment. If anyone would like to address the commission on this particular public hearing, do so at this time. Hearing none, we'll skip the applicant rebuttal and we'll move on to a motion and discussion. Do we have a motion? I move Planning Commission recommend approval of ROW 23-0001 uh, with the four staff revised conditions as presented. Second. Do we have any discussion? Having none, we'll move on to a vote. All those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. <clears throat> Move on to our second public hearing, which is rezoning 23002, ordinance 2035, which is a request to rezone approximately 1.1 acres from R4 low density residential to PR planned residential in the 1200 block of Airport Road. 
by Bolliser and Associates, the applicant on behalf of Habitat for Humanity of the New River Valley, the contract purchaser. Did you, uh, Are we going to address both uh, B and C? We will have a combined presentation, but you will act on them separately. Okay. Should I go ahead and read? See, uh, our third uh, public hearing, which is combined with the first, uh, with the second public hearing, includes right of way twenty three zero zero two ordinance twenty thirty two, which is a request to vacate approximately. 0.13 acres, uh, 0.13 and 0.19 acres, a total of 2.2 acres of town-owned right-of-way in the 1200 block of Airport Road by Bolliser and Associates, the applicant on behalf of Habitat for Humanity of the New River Valley, the contract purchaser. We will hear a combined staff presentation for agenda items 4B and 4C by Kenzie O'Shea. Thank you. Thank you. This is a rezoning request for just over one acre of land next to the Hubbard Street Fire Station on Airport Road. If approved, the two existing duplex buildings would be demolished. The rezoning area is shown in blue, and this does include the, the area that is subject to the right-of-way vacation request. This is a proposal for 11 townhome units in two buildings. The development is proposed by Habitat for Humanity and the townhomes would be subject to income restrictions for residents to earn less than 80% AMI. All units would be added to the Community Land Trust with ARPA funding to ensure permanent affordability. Each of the units will be three bedrooms, totaling 33 bedrooms across the 11 units. Surface parking is provided behind the units to the rear of the property. The units will be oriented around a central green space. There will be one access point on Airport Road that will handle the entrance and exit traffic. The applicant is also proposing a pedestrian connection to the neighboring DeHart Street Park. In this image provided by the applicant, the most recent update of August 21st, you can see the units that are facing Airport Road, Unit 6 and Unit 11. The remainder of the units in the middle face this central green space. You can see the one entrance and exit here at the top of the screen. The Hubbard Street Fire Station is off the screen to the bottom. There will be two accessible parking spaces that are proposed within the airport road right-of-way, as well as a sidewalk that connects the whole frontage of, air, of the property along airport road. Rezoning requests are evaluated for their conformity to the comprehensive plan, the proposal against the change in the zoning ordinance, and the relationship of the change to the planning program of the town, the need and the justification for the change, which is the applicant's burden to prove, and the effect of the change on the surrounding neighborhood and facilities. We look first at the comprehensive plan future land use designation. The future land use designation of medium density residential envisions up to 20 bedrooms per acre for multifamily, for multifamily uses. This does represent an increase above the FLU vision. You can see the orange medium density residential future land use is where the uh, subject property is located. Within the text of the comprehensive plan, there are a number of policies and objectives to guide the vision of growth through town as well. According to the survey during the most recent comprehensive plan update, housing is a top concern of residents. 
To that end, the comprehensive plan outlines a number of goals and objectives to promote affordable housing, including the establishment of a community land trust. The town is investing in the community land trust to ensure that there is a stock of permanently affordable homes. In this application, the homes are proposed to be sold to households earning less than 80% AMI. In the zoning ordinance, there is a statement of purpose for each zoning district. The planned residential zoning district allows flexibility for applicants in exchange for a binding plan. The intent of the district can be met in a number of ways as seen on the screen and provided in your staff report. You can see the zoning, the current zoning on the map with the, with the parcel outlined in blue. In the zoning ordinance, there are three types of regulations that govern new development. We evaluate planned residential requests against all three of these types of development regulations. District standards apply to all development within a particular zoning district. The R4 and proposed standards are found in the table with the R4 standards existing in the middle and the proposed standards on the right. This was also provided in your staff report. Density is a district standard and in the R4 district, it's controlled by a minimum lot size of 10,000 square feet, which allows up to four lots per acre. Single family residential and accessory dwelling units are the only types of residential uses allowed. The future land use envisions a higher density than the underlying zoning district does. In conjunction with density, occupancy can limit the number of people within a development. The applicant is proposing an occupancy standard, which is the same as that in the R4 district. Setbacks, setbacks are areas of a lot which are to remain free from structures. They cannot be counted towards a development's uh, required open space. As proposed, the south side setback is proposed to be seven and a half feet. There, there will be a 15 foot public utility easement proposed along the property line, which would prohibit structures. Other district standards as proposed are seen on the screen and were provided in your staff report as well. Open space is required as both a district standard in the planned residential zoning district as well as a use and design standard for townhomes. A minimum of 20% is required. As a comparison, a subdivision in the R4 zoning district would require only 10% open space. The application does show 20% is being provided in three large areas. As you can see, the open space also does not include the parcel setback areas along the sides and the front. Use and design standards govern the development of a particular use in any zoning district. Most use and design standards for townhomes pertain to physical appearance and the layout of the units. The intent is to provide a more single-family appearance than that of a larger monolithic multifamily building. As proposed, there are several exceptions that need to be requested. The units are required to face the street or parking area. In this instance, the two units fronting on Airport Road face the street, but the other units face the interior green space. The applicant has requested a modification to the standard. Staff is supportive of the request. Parking is required to be located behind the front building line of the principal building. All of the parking proposed for the development is located behind the buildings. 
However, there are two accessible parking spaces proposed within the right-of-way. These spaces could not be reserved specifically for any resident, but it is unlikely that other residents or visitors in the neighborhood would park in these spots. Because no specific recreation amenity is proposed, the applicant has requested an exception to this standard. The applicant is proposing unprogrammed open space and a connection to the D Hart Street Park. The applicant has proposed that this trail will be 10 feet wide as recommended by staff and the corridor committee. <clears throat> a multifamily parking standard of 1.1 spaces per bedroom is more indicative of undergraduate student housing where multiple unrelated residents in a unit may own cars. Habitat for Humanity has expressed that the majority of their units are single car households. The applicant is proposing a parking ratio of just over two spaces per unit which can also accommodate any additional guests. The applicant is proposing double the minimum required bicycle parking. Corridor committee and staff did recommend that the bicycle parking be covered as an amenity for the residents. The most recent update did provide that those parking spaces are covered. The applicant has proposed landscaping to be in keeping with the regulations within the zoning ordinance. The minimum requirements are seen on the screen and would need to be met at the time of site plan approval. There is buffering that is proposed as evergreen shrubs along the, along the northern property line adjacent to the nearest residential neighbor to the north. The applicant may wish to buffer mm -hmm. their residents from the airport noise to the south and west, however. You can see this evergreen shrub border here along the resident, uh, the adjacent residential property to the north. The plan also indicates that 10% canopy coverage will be provided and that the plan will meet the minimum requirements for street trees and parking lot landscaping. In the town RFP for affordable, affordable housing proposals, there are specific building sustainability standards. The applicant proffers that these minimum standards will be met in this development. The plan shows that the, the sidewalk is completed across the entire frontage of the property. They are also proposing a 10-foot wide trail to Dehart Street Park. As we look at the impact to the neighborhood, the proposed development does increase straight trip volume, but the impact will not have a substantial impact on transportation network. There are no improvements that are warranted, recommended, or required. Corridor committee did recommend a crosswalk across Airport Road. That can be considered through the traffic committee. The stormwater management concept plan has been approved. Water quality requirements will be met with nutrient credit purchases. Water services and sanitary services are proposed and adequate to the site. The applicant is proposing one area for both trash and recycling containers. Public Works has indicated that this will be substantial and sufficient to ha handle the, uh, the development. There is Blacksburg Transit Service nearby on Airport Road and Hubbard Street. As mentioned, there are two modifications that are required, one regarding the principal orientation of the townhomes and the other regarding a specific recreation amenity. There are a number of proffers that were included as a part of the rezone application. The first is regarding substantial conformance. The second requires income qualification. 
The third regards that the units will be sold to income eligible buyers and that the follow that following the sale, the land will be transferred to the land trust. Number four regards the uh, accessibility types of several of the different structures. The fifth proffer regards pa uh, parking notification and parking uh, sticker requirements. And the last proffer states that the homes will meet all of the uh, sustainability requirements in the RFP. Moving on to the right-of-way requ vacation request. The right-of-way vacation is adjacent to 1200 and 1206 Airport Road. And as you can see here on the screen is outlined in blue. This is a request to vacate two unbuilt streets on either side of the parcels that are located that are subject to the rezoning request. These paper streets are named Virginia Street and Airport Drive and total just under 10,000 square feet or just under a quarter of an acre. In this graphic, you can see the total area for rezone outlined in blue here and the two unbuilt alleys or rights of way at the bottom and the top of the page. You can see this portion of the right-of-way is approximately 40 feet wide. Back in uh, several years back, the property owner at 1102 did purchase uh, their portion of the right-of-way uh, through a different ordinance uh, under town council. This was pro uh, provided by the applicant. You can see the areas to be vacated, the approximately 5,600 square feet here and 3,700 square feet here. As Matthew showed and were provided in your staff report, there is a lot of text on this slide. It contains the criteria for evaluation of right-of-way vacation requests as found in the Comprehensive Plan Administrative Manual's alley and right-of-way vacation process. This was also provided on page two of your staff report. The staff findings for this particular request are that the right-of-way does not serve as access, the rights-of-way do not serve as access for any parcels. They are currently unbuilt and contain mixed vegetation. There are no pedestrian trails or paths in this right-of-way area, and they function more like the adjacent yards for the properties. There are no proposed vehicle or bicycle routes through these right-of-way areas, and no transportation connections are envisioned. Furthermore, in findings, the value of the, total two, of the two total areas is approximately $33,000. There are several recommended conditions. Uh, as seen on the screen and were provided in your staff report, that the applicant shall dedicate 15-foot PUEs centered on existing public sewer as well as public drainage easements. They shall also dedicate a 15-foot perimeter PUE all the way around the property line, shall, shall dedicate private easements, and vacate all interior property lines. They would have to achieve all of these things within one year of approval of the ordinance by town council as with the previous request as well. That concludes my presentations. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have on either the right-of-way vacation request or the rezone request. Okay. Um, Kinsey, this may also be a question for Matt, but um, regarding the lease qualification requirement for 50 years, um, can you explain what happens after 50 years? I think Matt can probably answer that better than I can. Okay. It'll essentially just be in the land trust. Okay. Um, and and the 
Does the land trust at this point have income restrictions or? Uh, they are working through their policies to kind of set parameters. Um, okay. So th these income parameters would dictate these units within the land trust, if that makes sense. But Perfect they're working on kind yeah. of bigger okay. picture of who they want to serve. Got it. Any other housing questions while I'm up here? Thanks. Thank you, Matt. Any, any additional questions for staff? Great. Uh, hearing none, we will move on to uh, the combined applicant presentation. Good evening. Steve Simonis with Balls and Associates, 80 College Street, Christiansburg. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here this evening uh, to talk about this project. I have with me Jim Drader from Habitat. Um, and Jim can answer any questions uh, if you have them as well. Um, Kenzie touched on all the highlights, but I did want to uh, explain a few things to council or, or to planning commission, sorry. Um, early in this process, before we submitted our rezoning request, we talked about this at the work session, um, Habitat and the housing department actually held two neighborhood meetings early on, one in September of 22 and one of April of 23, um, basically to get public input. The first one was more of, you know, what do you think of the project? What do you think of the site? Um, location is this um, is this reasonable to, to go to go forward the second one was really more about the architectural style of the buildings themselves the site layout we talked about where access points would come in so it was really important to everybody involved with the project to get that public in, input um, early on before we submitted so we took those uh, took those comments and questions and, and rolled them into our application uh, which you see here tonight um, as, as Kenzie mentioned, uh, with the application, there are two, two right-of-way uh, vacation requests. Um, the, north on the, the north side is the airport drive piece, the south side is the Virginia Street. Um, again, early on as we looked at this in between the first neighborhood meeting and the second one, we looked at, okay, well, how, those, are, those are two unused paper streets right now. Half of one had already been vacated several years ago. Uh, was there any public good that came of those that the town would use in the future for trail systems or road connections? If you actually follow the old plats and the, the, the plats that were done for airport acres, these lot lines actually extend well into the airport property. So these are no roads that would ever be extended. Um, and as the corridor committee um, looked at this, um, and, and as was mentioned in the staff report, there are no paths to the future using uh, airport drive either. So. This allowed us to get a little bit of um, extra room on the site to get us an, an additional affordable unit as well as kind of loosen the site up so we weren't so crammed right in the middle. Um, from a layout perspective, there we go. From a layout perspective, we did uh, orient these buildings um, purposefully to, to include this village green area um, that was discussed. Um, as part of our exception request that we've um, that we have um, sent in with our with our updated revisions, um, what was important for this is the, these are going to be similar type units to what we worked on for Habitat on the Church Street project, uh, just a few blocks away from here. Um, so similar architectural style, um, architectural quality, quality materials. Um, one of the things that was unique about this is we had a little bit more depth. So instead of running units along airport or sitting parking up closer to the front. We wanted to create this village green, so have folks um, be able to face each other on their front porches. And just last week, I saw an article, and 
Mr. You may have seen this, but it was a, it was an article in the Wall Street Journal that a lady was talking about moving to the D.C. area, and her neighbors inviting her to porch with them. You know, so it, again, it was it was coming back to that tradition of spending time on your front porch with your neighbors, visiting, seeing people. So this was very similar to what we were looking at in this, that you can actually engage with your neighbors across the green. Uh, the kids can play in this area and all the parking's focused in the back. The units that do front number six and number 11 at Front Airport Road will have a covered front porch. Their front doors would face, uh, would face airport, so you would have that front door appearance. Uh, but it also doesn't put a mass of buildings lined across uh, airport right there. Uh, so we felt this was a very good layout and use of the property. We do have one access point, as Kenzie mentioned, which is on the north side. We looked at varying ways to come in and out of the property, but due to that sharp curve in airport, your sight distance is, is very limited anywhere other than a two-way right, entrance right here at the north side of the property. Um, when we came back through, we did receive the staff report after our first submittal, um, and there were a number of things that we talked about at our work session meeting. We've included those in our revision. Uh, comments back to you all and to staff, but just wanted to touch on a few of them. Uh, the exception request for the common space, which we just talked about in the specific amenity, amenity area, not having an active recreation uh, facility within it. Um, we are adjacent to the DeHart Street tot lot, um, so we did provide that 10-foot trail, which was recommended by staff. We had a 5-foot trail originally. We bumped it to 10 feet. Uh, so that does give um, the residents and their kids direct access to a, to a town park. And I believe from what, uh, what we've heard from the town, there's supposedly going to be some upgrades to that tot lot here in the future as well. Um, we did add a parking space or a future car charging location. Um, you can see it called out just to the left of, of unit number one. Um, those are, as, as you all well know, are becoming more popular. Um, that may go in if there's, a, if there's a need for that early on in the project, but we're at least going to put the infrastructure in and have it wired to stick one in there in the future uh, if, if we have a resident that has an electric car. Uh, we did cover the bike parking, as Kenzie mentioned. Uh, the evergreen shrub buffer was something that was brought up during um, our last meeting. Um, still not clicking for me. Um, thank you, Kenzie. Mm -hmm. um, so the evergreen shrub buffer up again to the brown property just to the north. Um, that is a public utility easement, so we can't plant large trees in those, in those PUEs, but we do have shrubs. Um, so we can get shrubs up four or six feet high that could be removed if, if, uh, with not too much trouble if uh, the town or a private utility provider ever, ever needed to put something in there. <clears throat> the rest of our landscaping that we have shown in the, um, on the drawing here do meet those town standards that Kenzie mentioned. Um, one, of the, one of the items mentioned in the previous staff report was project signage, and I think this was addressed. Um, we're not going to have a Habitat for Humanity sign, so there won't be a project ID sign, so there was no update to that. Um, no details provided since we're not going to be providing that sign. Um, stormwater concept plan at the time had not been approved. That has since been approved, as Kenzie mentioned. Um, just off screen or just off property to the south, there's a drop inlet on the Virginia Tech Airport property. So the way we have the system, stormwater system designed right now is we've got it designed to hold all the, all the water on site and release it um, basically as it exits the property as a natural channel. Um, what we may do is, depending upon Virginia Tech, we may try to tie that our site into that little pipe that's about a 20-foot gap, but we don't have any easements in place with the university right now. What that would allow us to do is basically have a direct piped connection. Um, there's a lot of off-site water um, upstream that comes through this site, 
so we could pipe directly into that system and not have any overland flow in that little 20 feet. It would also allow us to possibly shrink our stormwater system down and save some cost for habitat. So in our application, we, we asked uh, the town engineer to allow us that opportunity to work with tech should this project move forward. If not, we can meet the regulations as we've got it designed right now. Uh, there were a few sanitary sewer adjustments. There was a proper change and some language on that. Um, as I mentioned early, earlier, there was, a, there was a question about installing um, an easement for, or having an easement for a future trail on that northern property line. But through our conversations with staff in the, in the corridor, we've not included anything at the time, um, at this time. Um, I'm just going to scroll through, Kenzie, the, um, maybe go through just to touch for the public for the, on the architecturals. So these are, the, these are the images of the architecturals that were in, included in our original uh, application material. So again, uh, craftsman style, very similar to what is, um, is provided at Church Street. If you can go to the next couple, again, just another elevation. This is a rendering, just a perspective rendering. Uh, what this doesn't show is the two handicapped spaces that we're proposing along Airport Road, but does show um, you know, how the site would lay out with the parking in the rear. Um, same architect, Gaines Group out of Charlottesville, will be working on this same group that worked on the Church Street project. Uh, if you can go to the next one, Kenzie, and I'll, and that kind of shows an image of the village green that we're looking at. Um, that's all I have. I'd be happy to answer any questions Planning Commission has. And again, uh, Jim's here, and then uh, Matt and Kim are here as well if there are any additional land trust questions. Any questions for the applicant? You guys, uh, you had two neighborhood meetings one in 22 and one in 23 were those posted like every other they weren't posted meeting? like as a, as a town I believe postcards, postcards went out <laughs> okay so did we, we did not use the big yellows that we have now? Not yeah. until we actually submitted our rezoning okay. request. Those were up for the normal, you know, our, our required neighborhood meeting that we held after the application okay. was submitted. What kind of participation did you get at those two? First one, I believe there were 24 residents that showed up. There was a lot fewer on the second one, maybe six. Who will uh, maintain the green? Green uh, Homeowners Association will maintain that, but Habitat will will help manage. Okay. Great. And they'll be responsible for the for the trash collection and the and clearing the parking lot as well. Any other questions for the applicant? All right, hearing none. Uh, thank you. Wait, I thought I had one. Um, oh I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. Um, can you describe some of the materials used in the buildings on the siding and mm -hmm. the the town report talks about materials but doesn't describe them. Yeah, what we used on Church Street was a hardy board, so a hardy board siding. Okay. Yeah, it won't, it won't be a vinyl box. Okay. Um, so there may be a little bit of masonry on it in certain areas, but um, mostly it'll be hardy. Sorry about that. All right. Anything further? Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, we'll move on to public comment. If there anyone would like to speak to the commission, please come forward. Please state your name. Link your uh, comment to three minutes. I'll do my best. Um, Troy Brown, I apologize to you all for the last time we talked. I know I interrupted. I didn't know there was rules, but I'm probably not good at being quiet, so I'll try to do better this time. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the, is the right-of-way. Um, I'm contesting the right-of-way of the 20-foot, uh, not contesting it to being done, but contesting the fact that 
habitat would get the entire 20 feet. Normal protocol for all of the section here in the statutes from 1999 say that when you have a vacation of a right-of-way, you split it 50-50 between the two properties. They keep referring back to the 2003 vacation. That's true. There was a vacation 20 years ago between the former owners. But so what happened was the uh, Island 501, 503, 1102 airport. The owners of that got requested the vacation when all three got the approvals, went to sign by the mayor. I have a deed that has the new um, lot lines on it. The owner of the property they have now was offered that property of 20 feet on that side. They turned it down in writing to the town. So essentially what that created 20 years ago was a 20 foot right away. All I'm asking is my 10 feet that's due under every normal protocol that's been done in Blacksburg that I've known about and talked about. Now, I know that there's an issue for them and why this is being pushed from every angle to get it through. I know this is gonna get done, I get it. The issue is they've got sight line issues with DOT and what they gotta have is an entrance. I'm willing to work with them on an easement for the front part of that 10 foot to get them what they need to make it work and they can put the buffer in my 10 foot all the way down my property line. And I'm willing to work on the easement comp. I know the driveway's an issue, I'm gonna talk about that, but I just think that's, we're, we're going off the books to what we want to get done versus what the rules have always been and the way things have always been done for vacations or right-of-ways, where you're entitled to your half that touches your property. Because when I go to, when you pull up a deed on a plat, you see my property line. It doesn't say 20 years ago, and the same thing, he just made the comment about airport acres. I suspect if you pull the plat, it runs all the way over into the, into the airport. No one's redone any of that stuff. So all I want is my 10 foot, and I'm willing to work with them on that, and probably would have been willing to work with them if someone would have talked to me long ago, considering I own every piece of property except for Virginia Tech that touches them. So, questions for me? Questions? Yourself in my spot. Appreciate it. I get to come back for three minutes on the other one. Uh, you can address us uh, on that issue at uh... Andy. Yes. Just a point of clarification. I do think since we've combined staff presentations, we would allow for separate public comment on each of the items for three minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to address us now? Yeah, let me address you now. Okay. So I am a fan of Habitat for Humanity, and I am not here to stop them from what they're doing. I've volunteered. I've given. I've bought at the stores. So what they represent is a positive and I don't have an issue with that. The issue I have is what everybody's trying to do here, which is shoehorn in. I won't say I had a person tell me 10 pounds of stuff into a five pound bag. It's fine to do what we're trying to do, but let's do it with make some sense. I mean, every zoning reg you got is blown by them by 50%, 30 to 50%. I mean, the occupancy is uh, instead of 20 bedrooms, it's 30. Parking, so you got 22 parking spots essentially. You got two handicapped, granted. What are you going to do when someone, when you run out of parking spots? If you've been on airport roads, there's nowhere to park. Where are these people that either have visitors or I also see where you're going to allow family uh, uh, plus three non-related in there? Where are all these people going to go? Where are they going to park if you got these cars? You ain't got but two spots for a three-bedroom household. So I think you're putting too many units in and putting too much space in there. Second thing is that the, the dumpster that's down there is right next to the park. 
I mean, it's there. Now, they're, they're gonna, someone can look and show you a picture and say there's a 40-foot easement. There is a 40-foot easement, that's just grass. Kids don't know the difference in the easement. They don't see no line that runs down the thing. There's a, there's a dumpster right there, right next to the park. If you look at the grass, it's gonna be right up to it. I mean, you all know what August smells like around here. If you get a good dumpster full, what that's gonna do to you. So, you need to give some thought. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not trying to be, but we just need to give some thought and do something to make some sense. We, we've used every piece, there's only 20% green space, right on the number, the exact number. The drainage I got a concern about because the low spot in the park in 503, which is my property, is a very low spot there. And you, we all know what a parking lot does when you get water running, it gets these gully washes here. And that's at the bottom of Airport Road. That water's gotta go somewhere. And they may have a plan, I don't know, but I'm just saying that we just can't get there and go, oh my God, oh shucks, we got a big old marsh back here at the end of the property. We just can't do that. Um, so the, the grade of that thing is, is, a, is a concern for me. Um, they're gonna, so I see that they're gonna cut the bushes that are on my property. No one has approached me at 50, this is 501 DHART. So if you pull up the screen that shows, you can see the site line site has to have bushes cut. No one has said, hey, can we replace your bushes on your property? Because probably when these things were built, this, this house that I have is 60, is 60 years old. So those bushes were probably built, put in there when they was you know, on the property and now they've grown and expanded. I'd appreciate if I could get them bushes because it has a great break between airport road and the noise uh, barrier to get to the 501 Dehart property. So if you're gonna cut down bushes, can someone replace them? There's light bushes in the, in the yard. Um, I just think you got too many people going in too small a spot. I just don't know how you're gonna handle all those people Again, especially if you're gonna have be, allow family plus three. That's a lot of people in a small acre space. I have an acre space, I know what that looks like on that corner. Um, let's see, I think that might be all. Oh, there's, a, there's some sort of drainage easement on one of those drawings that goes, looks like it goes to 503. I don't know what that means. Someone can tell me um, if someone could, we can pull up the thing, but it's, there's a draining easement when I look at those six diagrams that are out there, I don't, I, I don't know why that would be an easement to that property, but I'd like to know what that really means. Is that underground? Is it above ground? What that, what that looks like. Um, so anyway, those are my main things with, um, that's the main thing I had to say. I think you've got too many units and too many people in too small a space, not enough parking, and I, I'm okay with the project, but I think it needs to be right-sized. Thank you. So would anyone like to address us on either of the public hearings, uh, B or C, um, or both? Hello. Um, I'm Sharon Tomer. I live at 608 Rose. So I live in Airport Acres around the corner, essentially, from the project. And I just wanted to speak in favor of the project. Um, I think we need affordable housing in this town. Um, I'm very familiar with location, and I know many of you, but those of you who don't, I'm also an architecture professor, um, so I have a sense of what might be good design decisions, and I think it's the right thing for the lot. Um, right now, the lot, the little houses on it um, are cute, but they're much smaller than they could be. It's on a piece of land that, as you know, goes around a corner. It's a big, wide open space. There's a large fire department building next to it. It's appropriate to have larger buildings. Um, at that spot. So I don't think that there's a problem with the density at all. I think it's completely appropriate 
I also, before I was um, an academic, was a practicing architect working, doing low-income, affordable housing, and I also know that the numbers don't pencil out unless you have a certain density. And so every time that residents ask for affordable housing but less of it, that just means it won't happen. So we need it to happen. Um, and I also think that the layout um, of the project, this is the first time I've seen the final layout because I wasn't able to come to the last community meeting, is completely appropriate. The idea of the green space in the center and then the link to the DHAR park makes complete sense for the neighborhood, the way the neighborhood already sort of fun functions and thrives. A lot of activity happens between Fairview, Rose, and DHART, and sort of to keep paralleling that and to have a connection from the DHART park into this with Lincoln well within the neighborhood. Um, and I don't imagine a lot of overflow activity onto Airport Road, at least from a pedestrian sense, and it's a very pedestrian active neighborhood. People sort of walk everywhere. Um, yeah, that's all. Thank you. Hi, I'm Connor Will. Um, I live at 185 Street, and I'm a current Virginia Tech student. Um, and we, my friends and I back there, have actually worked on this project through our Rhizome Living Learning Community, where we focus on sustainability and specifically affordable housing. So we're just here to express our support for the project and our support for affordable housing in Blacksburg, as we believe that um, um, the missing middle housing needs to be no longer missing. and. Um, People of all like socioeconomic backgrounds should be um, able to live in Blacksburg because it's such a great community. And um, specifically for the site, um, regarding the green space, we are very um, strong advocates for that. Um, um, our, the central community um, atmosphere, um, we think that that could really pool the individuals together. Um, we'd always say it's like a, a, cup, of, a cup of sugar. Um, if you need something, you can go ask a neighbor. And if you have that, if you don't have that green space, people might not be willing to talk to each other and things like that. And it can also just be good for recreation for the children that live there. And also, we support um, the connection to the park, the Dehart Street Park. Um, and also, we would support other connections throughout the Airport Acres neighborhood and the rest of Blacksburg, possibly to like the Huckleberry Trail or other different differing forms. Um, um, and I also had a few questions, um, specifically about the green space. I was curious if there was any going to be any additional features, um, such as like um, maybe forms of picnic tables or like small recreational areas. Um, also, I was curious. The renderings and the site plans did not show many trees within the green space, um, so I was curious if there was going to be more added over time. And then um, also another thing to point out. Um, just regarding the um, site's um, connection to the community, is that I don't believe that it's out of place there. Um, I believe it fits in very well where it is. Um, it's kind of towards the edge of the airport, airport Acres neighborhood, so it's not like it's gonna be right in the center and gonna be an eyesore necessarily. Um, I think it'd be very beneficial for the community. Um, it also could increase um, like pedestrian mobility through there as there's gonna be a new sidewalk there now. Um, and then that could eventually lead to future connections later down the line. Um, and then, um, but yeah, pretty much um, um, I support the site and we support um, the, the plans for a higher level um, residential development in that site. 
So, thank you. Thank you. The, kind of the applicant will address your questions during rebuttal. Okay, thank you. Uh, any additional comments? Okay. Hearing none, we'll uh, hear from the applicant for rebuttal. touch on a couple of uh, items that Mr. Brown asked about. Um, so the right-of-way, I believe you all are um, have copies of the correspondence between Mr. Brown and, and Mr. Spencer. I'm not going to speak to the, leg the legality of it, but I know Mr. Spencer uh, has been in contact with Mr. Brown on the right-of-way request. Um, regarding the, a few of the questions about the project itself, Kenzie, could you go to our that PUE um, exhibit that we have? I think that would help explain some of it. Um, he did bring up uh, drainage and, and easement. So again, as I mentioned uh, during my presentation, there's a large amount of offsite water that comes right through this, comes right through the back of Mr. Brown's property, comes through the park and kind of along um, the, the backside of our property right there. So the, the green easement is what would be a proposed drainage easement. Um, so basically there's water even that comes across from the eastern side of airport across the road and dumps into this property. So. Anywhere you see a green easement, that's proposed, so that would be picking up all the upstream public water that's coming off the roads and the other properties and getting it piped through our site. Um, so again, as we take public water into the site, we typically have to dedicate that as a, as a public drainage easement. So we don't, we're showing that there's not an existing drainage easement that's extending to, to Mr. Brown, but there would be uh, just for that long-term maintenance that the town would have the ability to get in there and look at that uh, drainage system as well. Um, touches on that piece of it. We've already talked about the density and the parking and, uh, and our neighbor that spoke in favor of it um, said it very, very well. Um, in order for Habitat to, to make this a viable project, we were looking for ways to make sure we got a good solid layout, but we were able to get a good density you know, that, that worked and made the, made the project work. Um, so the occupancy standards we have, and Kenzie mentioned this in her staff report, it's, it's the same as an R4 district. So it's a family plus two or three unrelated, so not a family plus three unrelated. So it is, um, it is the same R4 um, occupancy standards. Um, and, and to our, our last speaker, uh, specifically about the green space uh, with trees, um, and this exhibit uh, is another good example. So town code does not allow us to plant um, large trees in any of our public utility easements or drainage easements. So if you look at our Z4 sheet, which I think was our open space, you can see we've got trees very, um, strategically placed in the white spots of our of our drawing that don't have easements in them. Um, so there could be some additional shrubs and, and, and perennials and annuals that are planted as part of habitat, but the large trees uh, areas are pretty limited. We did actually rework our utility layout in that common space easement or that common village green area and push the sewer and the water a little further north in that before we had it kind of spread apart. So it was basically using that entire green as an easement. So really limited us to be able to plant anything in there. So we did make some adjustments to that to get some more usable green space. Um, picnic tables, things like that, Habitat could certainly put in. You know, we just dis discussed in our presentation about not having an active recreational area. So we're not planning to put in a, a swing set or a gym set, something like that. But certainly if Habitat wanted to add some picnic tables in that area, they'd be able to within the, within the allowances of town code. happy to answer any other follow-up from I just had a point of clarification so are you going to be hard piping off-site stormwater 
through this site yes. or, or into your containment? Um, it will, a little bit of both, okay. um, and it'll depend on our final design. Right now, we've, we're capturing all of our water and we're piping all the offsite because right now it goes right through us. So um, the, the pipe that goes across the airport kind of ties in. Uh, you see on the right-hand side where that little green touches airport road. Mm -hmm. We've got that piped around everything else that's coming from the north. We've got it bypassing around our system. It would tie in just, um, it would actually tie into the same pipe system that's coming out of our underground detention system. Um, Is there any cooperation with the town on doing that? i.e. funding or is this all you know we had a very similar eerily similar situation on church street because so much of that water right. upstream of church street came through the church parking lot and dumped right into to the front of, of the habitat site there the town did provide some some assistance on that uh, we i haven't had those conversations i'm not sure if, if uh, the engineering director and habitat have or the housing department that could be certainly something we talk about i know as part of this you know, it's, we, we look for ways, Habitat looks for ways from a funding standpoint uh, for the town to partner and, and cooperate on projects like this. So that may be something we could look at. Would, would that stormwater situation change significantly if you were able to get the easement uh, from Virginia Tech? It would get smaller. Yeah. Um, the footprint that we've got in there right now is basically the light blue you see in there. Um, so what we would like to be able to do is shrink that down a little bit and maybe take some of that other water that's coming off site and treat that through there as well. But it, it would hopefully reduce the size of that. But outfall location would still be the same. We just tie into that DI as opposed to surface flow up. Can you point out where the dumpster is? Um, the upper left hand corner of the site right there. So we'd have a trash and a recycling um, facility right there. And is it screened? It would be, yes ma'am. Can you comment on the the bushes at the entryway and the sight line to the road? Um, maybe Kenzie go to see, yeah, there we go. Um, so as we were surveying the bushes that Mr. Brown were talking about are actually in the right of way. We did have a conversation with that. If, if there's something we had talked to, to Jim, we had talked about this early on, that if, if Mr. Brown would like to have some of those replanted, they are in the right of way, so we could, by town standard, we could legally remove them, but if, if it helps with some buffering in there, we could work with Mr. Brown on that during the site plan. But they would need to be removed in order. Um, they have overgrown, so it is blocking some of that site distance in that area. But we did have that conversation with town engineering early on with our application. And we did survey those. We, we surveyed the location of those bushes. You have an um, ADA parking considered. Are you considering any other accommodations in the build? In the build? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Ms. Walker. So there will be four units that will, will be type B um, adaptable units. So that's units one, seven, six, and 11, uh, the end units. Um, so those would all have the wider doors, would be able to be adapted to a handicap accessible unit. Uh, they won't be built accessible up front, but will be adaptable. The other ones, um, similar to Church Street, is what, what we're uh, aiming for is making them a visitable unit. So maintaining zero entry thresholds so people that do have some mobility challenges can get in and out, but it wouldn't have the, the other um, architectural features inside of the house to allow it to be an adaptable um, ADA unit. And that was, that was one of the reasons we asked for the second set of um, handicapped spaces. So we've got two in the back 
uh, that are required by code. Um, and with talking with Jim and the architect, um, you know, it was important for us if the town would allow it to get a couple out there if we do have um, ADA residents that would be living in units six and 11. And that would include a master on the main? Uh, yes, yeah, I believe so, yep. For all four of those? Hey, any additional questions for the applicant? <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. That's not how the process works. Apologize. Thank you. So we've heard from the applicant, we've heard from staff, we've heard from the public. We now do uh, we have a motion for uh, rezoning. 23002 ordinance 2035. I move planning commission recommend approval of rezoning 23-0002 ordinance 2035 including the applicant proffers all six of them as presented um, by staff as well as the modifications required which were two exceptions presented by staff. Second. Have any discussion? on rezoning 23. And one thing that I just want to point out is that in addition to the future land use map, um, which does envision a higher density than the um, existing underlying zoning, that um, there are words attached to the comprehensive plan and, and there's an entire housing chapter that discusses the importance of affordable housing. All of this is based on broad um, citizen involvement throughout the town. Um, so this certainly meets our comprehensive plan despite being um, a, of a higher density than the future land use uh, envisions because of its contributions to our goals as stated in the housing chapter and the priorities that the town has um, set based on citizen involvement um, furthermore you know recent discussions regarding affordable housing have consistently brought up the church street property as a ideal for affordable housing in the town um, so i think that this project is very welcome and um, a great contribution also to home ownership we have lots of slated um, affordable multifamily coming online that, that's rental, but this will be a contribution that'll make a meaningful difference to our new community land trust. So I'm very um, pleased about this and, and look forward to it coming to fruition. I had one comment too. I, I invite you to think about um, the pathways from those, all the units, but in particular the accessible units in terms of taking out trash. It sounds minor, but um, my own mom struggles. She has to pull the trash through a grassy area that sometimes gets muddy. So, and it's all the way out to the street. So you could think about that. Really good comment. Any additional discussion, comments? Uh, all those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. Gone. We have a motion for right-of-way. Yes. Um, I just want to make one clarification for this next one coming up. We have the ordinance number incorrectly in the second one. 
It's um, Ordinance 2033, and we were just informed of that this morning that we had the wrong ordinance number there. Yeah, thank you. So, do we have a motion for right of way 2023 ordinance 2033? Can I get a clarification on which one's right? The paper or the screen? 33? 33 20, is correct. 2033. Okay, so the paper's correct. Um, I move Planning Commission recommend approval of ROW 23-0002, ordinance 2033, uh, with the five staff recommended conditions as presented. Second. Any discussion? Well, the other thing that I want to note on this one is um, Planning Commission is not a legal expert body and in this case we have to go with the advice of our um, attorney and so we appreciate the fact that you have come here and you know explains your concerns um, I hear them but I have to go with what my attorney is saying is the situation um, and and I encourage you to continue to pursue this if you if you so choose yep additional discussion all those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. Closes our public hearings for tonight. We'll move on to citizen comment. At this time, you can address the commission on any topic uh, associated with hearings or other. Hearing no. Yeah. Sure. So I would suggest, and I will say this to the folks at Habitat and Bald, no one has once, you can tell they touch every corner a lot of corners of my product. No one has ever reached out to me to talk to me about any of this other than I had to go search through drawings to see if they're going to turn bushes down. I had to go search through, go find out that they were a right away vacation without me being even discussed as, a, as an attendee. You know, being a, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of riled up because I, I feel like this has been a freight train coming and I saw it coming. I knew this was coming, but I'll deal with it outside of this. But, you know, just having a conversation with someone who's is disimpacted would do somebody some good because I think we could have worked better. Now now I gotta go hire lawyers and it's just, you know, we're all gonna be in a big old fight over this versus getting together and talking about what we could have done on the 10 foot, bushes and other stuff. No one has even presented one thing to me. I have to go look for it and find it all in this presentation. You guys could have, my name's on three of those properties. You could have found me easily. Just a suggestion mm -hmm. as you move forward. Thank you for that. Anything further? If not, we'll close citizen comment. We'll move on to unfinished business. Zoning Ordinance Review Committee, we have not met. Uh, Historic or Design Review Board. Um, nothing to report. Um, Montgomery County Planning Commission. Uh, Montgomery County Planning Commission met twice in August. Um, most of them were fairly routine matters, but I would encourage everyone interested in uh, the evolution of solar in the county um, to pay attention to what's happening right now with um, the Montgomery County Planning Commission and their assessment of the comprehensive plan and how they might be making adjustments to the allowance of solar in the county. And then that'll eventually get passed on to the Board of Supervisors. Um, so just to give a small taste of the important issues. They're trying to identify um, large scale parameters such as what percentage of the available county acreage should be allowed for solar in total. As a uh, maximum? 
as, as a maximum for the county itself. So just to give you an idea, the first proposal was 1%. Um, if you do some math on what's there, that's not really a lot. Um, so they're looking at potentially higher numbers. Um, so if you have uh, input one way or the other, uh, definitely be a good thing to engage them. Another one is a acre minimum. So a proposed that any one project could not be above 100 acres. Um, again, is that the right number um, or not the right number? They're trying to identify that. Um, and then finally, the restriction of being able to um, have your own solar project if you, are, if you share a boundary with an existing project. So you might be restricted from being able to put a solar project in, and I'm not talking about residential solar, I'm talking about larger solar projects, um, if your neighbor has already put um, a community solar type project in. So all of those things are up for debate, so if people have um, uh, interest in that. And I know there was a lot of interest in the um, proposal for the solar project next to Eastern Montgomery um, Elementary School. Uh, just to clarify, everything being proposed now would not prevent that project from moving forward um, as long as it could garner support from the Planning Commission and then the Board of Supervisors. That's it. Thank you for that report. Yep. That's good. Uh, any additional items from the uh, Planning Commissioners? All right. Hearing none, we'll move on to Chair's report. I have none. Uh, Planning Director's report. Uh, Joel brought it to our attention that we may have um, overlooked election of officers and that timeline based on your bylaws. So I just wanted to mention that um, and staff will work on sorting some of that out so that'll um, come before you in the very near future. Great. Thank you. And our town council member is not present so we won't have a town council report. Um, with that we stand adjourned. Thank you.